Welcome to the Connected Insurance Podcast, presented by Agency Revolution. Listen to interviews with the most influential people in the insurance industry. Learn the most important strategies, tactics, trends, and challenges facing today's independent insurance agents and brokers. New episodes every Wednesday. Visit agencyrevolution.com and click media to explore the Connected Insurance family of resources for insurance agents and brokers. Subscribe today and get updates delivered right to your inbox. And now, without further delay, the Connected Insurance Podcast. Hello, everybody. Michael Jans, co-founder of Agency Revolution, and delighted to welcome you to this episode of the Connected Insurance Podcast, presented by Agency Revolution creators of Attract. Attract is a it's a it's a really powerful marketing suite that makes it easy for you to spend less time on the details and drudgery of marketing that nobody really wants to do, and more time focusing on those things that help you grow your business. If you haven't seen it, then let me encourage you visit agencyrevolution.com and request a demo of their award-winning software. And uh, delighted to introduce you to our guest today, for those of you who don't know, Micah Cooper um, is the uh, CEO and president of ISIS.com and InsureCrypt. Uh, uh, services uh, servicing the insurance industry, and he's also the former senior architect for Hotels.com. <coughs> Prior to that, <clears throat> was the systems architect at Vertifor. Now, you might be thinking that um, uh, the topic today is perhaps one step removed. I'm uh, going to uh, I'm going to assure you, absolutely not. Uh, at the very core of what makes our industry run are data standards or standards. And there's nobody in the industry that I know that uh, not only really knows more about, um, well, the limitations of legacy standards, uh, but also nobody I know um, that is doing more to bring this industry to the modern age in this era. And this is, this is a critical area. And uh, while uh, this is, was a really intriguing conversation for me, and I learned a lot, uh, and I kind of work side by side with Micah in uh, separate committees, chairing separate committees for PIA, Nationals InsureTech Leadership Advisory Board. Uh, it was at the end of this conversation that it really all came together for me, and I think you'll understand what I mean. When Micah talks about uh, the Apple experience in the insurance industry, what's standing between us and how we can get there. So, um, number one, I really want to applaud <laughs> Micah's efforts in the industry. Uh, I think this is uh, conceivably, as I see it, this is one of the, uh, if, if we're successful in this initiative, this is a breakthrough. This is perhaps one of the great breakthroughs for the industry. So, um, I'm encouraging everybody to keep a close eye on what's happening here and Micah's conversation. And if there's an appropriate role for you to play, to volunteer, to assist, to encourage, then I'll encourage that as well. So um, really without much further ado, I <coughs> uh, want to introduce you to this conversation with Micah really quickly. Uh, once again, want to encourage you to connect with me on LinkedIn. Next time you're in front of your computer, think, ah, time to connect with Michael Jans to follow Agency Revolution. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, and big favor time. 
Um, if this podcast series and the conversation and the guests that I'm able to bring to you have delivered value to you, given you insight, uh, sometimes given you practical solutions to problems that you're facing, help you navigate the future, then if you'd be willing to get on you, the whatever platform you listen or download your podcast from, if you'd give us a five-star review, um, I will give you my five-star gratitude. Um, also, I want to encourage you, when you're on Agency Revolution's site, you'll discover um, the uh, Savvy Agent's Guide to Marketing. Download a copy of that. Uh, you'll see it on the sidebar on the podcast page, among other places. And uh, I've also recently put some new resources on my site, michaeljans.com, including a short survey to help you determine where your agency fits in the five levels of the modern insurance agency and to give you some feedback, but also some resources to help you get from the level you're at now to the next level. So now without further ado, it's a privilege for me to introduce you to my friend and colleague and, and real industry leader who's making change that matters, Micah Cooper. Micah Cooper, thanks so much for joining us. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me, Michael. Uh, delighted to have you here. So maybe a little bit of background on uh, our relationship for uh, listeners who aren't aware of this. Um, Micah and I are um, both chairs of um, the, the two different sections of PIA Nationals <clears throat> um, Insure Tech or Insurance Technology Leadership Advisory Board. My focus, uh, understandably, is on um, you know, the customer experience. And Micah, um, the Mr. Standards, right? So, <laughs> um, so if you would, for people who don't know you uh, as well as I do, tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about what you do and how you got to the position that you're in in the industry. I'm currently serving as chair for PIA along with um, uh, Bill Hartnett and we for data standards. We have participated in uh, data standards for insurance for a number of years. For me, I have worked in this uh, 20 plus years. I started in 90, uh, did a lot of different projects, comparative rating, policy system stuff, you name it worked and created uh, two standards of insurance that have been withdrawn. And so that kind of put me in contact with the right people, the right places. I had some great experiences designed and built hotels.com, which was sold to Expedia for 32.2 billion in 2004, uh, which kind of, you know, I don't know, sets the stage for yep. where we are today. Yeah. Okay. And so, and what does your company do now? So we have a, I will just be honest, it is a legacy comparative rating product for the mutual industry. Uh, there's really nobody that does what we do. We were first online with comparative rating for this industry who had only manuals. So we brought that to agents in 2002. So we, we also have a, a, a new product, hopefully. <laughs> so encrypted blockchain, the whole, all, you name it, the bells and whistles, we, it, you know, hopefully. Got it. All right. So, Micah, I think it's probably fairly obvious to listeners right now that we're not talking about uh, how to get six new Facebook likes on Tuesday. Um, so, and sometimes uh, <clears throat> um, my focus is is certainly marketing and strategy. This one fits 
this conversation, I think, fits really largely into the strategy part, not the, certainly not the tactical part of the conversation. Uh, but I, I want to frame it properly so agents know why, uh, well, why that this is an important topic. So we're going to be talking about standards. And, and I want to be very, very clear that people shouldn't hear the word standards and, and flee from this conversation. They really should pay attention to it. So, uh, Micah, first, first, if you would define what a standard is, what makes a standard a standard, and then let's dig into um, why it matters on a practical level and what's happening in the industry with it. But first, what's a standard? So a standard is something that is widely used. The industry accepts. Uh, in our in our case, in insurance, it would be carriers and vendors, uh, reinsurers, brokers, um, you name it, uh, third parties that are vendors. It is public. Very important point. It is public so that anyone can adopt it and use it. It should be modern. Uh, it should not be like mm -hmm. the one that the industry uses right now for download for a lot of products, which is AL3. Uh, which nobody uses. Uh, nobody wants. Nobody really wants to use to build new products, and is technically not public. We want something that is public. I can't stress public enough, so that insurtechs, new new vendors, new uh, carriers, MGAs can look at this and say, "I have a reference for what is good, what the industry uses." If we look at the, the banking industry, they have NACHA in the U.S. So every bank participates in NACHA. They put it in there. It goes in. It comes out the next day. It doesn't matter where the endpoint and the start point is. The transactions just go through, right. and you know they work because they all have a public standard. So, uh, so just to be clear, <clears throat> what are the components? What are the elements of the insurance industry? that, uh, well, that we're talking about that need to be standardized? So the issue is data transformation. So between an agency or a brokerage, when they communicate with a, a middleman, <clears throat> a third party, it could be data prefill, it could be the carrier, uh, you know, it, that, that communication, the carrier then has a communication with maybe a mortgage company uh other services inspection companies uh it could be you know the credit union the credit bureau it could be uh -huh. claims history these communications happen and what we see there is you know anywhere from five to 20 communications that happen on average for a quote and there's data transformations that happen at every one of those points and so it becomes a a really large issue of data quality and loss of data and you know just how do we deal with that yeah okay so 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 the i think the average agent uh, our our listeners are going to be they'll understand that <clears throat> to some extent we're in, we're in the data business this is a heavily data driven business um and um they're going to uh, embrace or use whatever standards are available to them. Uh, help us understand why this is an issue that agents should care about. Well, you know, why why should they sit up in their chair and listen to a conversation about standards? So, the biggest issue today that agents and brokers face 
is competition for direct writers. Uh-huh. Okay. So the <clears throat> biggest disadvantage that agents have is the quality of service that they get. Submitting new business, getting an endorsement done, uh, these kinds of things. The direct-to-market people have a vertical. They don't worry about integrations. Everything is a one-off for them. So for them, they can determine a data model. They can do everything. They do it one time, and then they're done. If you're an agency management system vendor, and Joe over here at Joe's agency wants to have this payment uh, vendor integrated, that's a that's a that's a that's a one-time integration. And then you have another payment vendor for Mary. Well, now we have integration number two. It's different. Ah, okay, got it. All right. So three. a lot of. A lot of the integrations that we're talking about are with, um, how should we call this, third-party vendors. So you, you just named one or two. It's not just carrier to agent. No, it's not. It's So we're looking at, so the, the agent needs to worry about payment systems. They need to worry about pre-fill systems. Uh, we're looking at California. We're looking at getting data on wildfire in real time into the agency management systems. What does that look like? You know, identifying which houses are in a wildfire zone. Uh, you know, how do we get this data into these in, into these systems? It's not just the agency system; it's the carrier system; it's it's the vendor system. How do we get this data and communicate it? And so, for a direct writer, the consumer just goes out to a website, puts in their address, the data prefills, it comes in, it says, "Oh, these are your current limits. Uh, would you like to change them?" Nope. Okay, you're good to go. Here's your rate, and in 30 seconds, they go from address. To a rate. When we go to the agent, right. the agent collects a lot of information. They submit it to the carrier. They can wait 10, 20, 30 days, more on commercial. And this quality of service is, is a disadvantage for the agents. If we we can formula, use a formula. So in physics, we have this work equals force times distance. For, for an agent, it's the task times time. So direct writers have simplified it to the point where a, pers a prospective insured, like insurance or somebody like that, can get a quote in seconds or minutes. And the, the agent has to wait days. So, you know, if this is the, this time thing issue component is a huge piece of an agent being effective for an insured. So if I need insurance today, do I go to the web and go to the insurance? Do uh -huh. I go to right. my agent who is going to treat me better and make sure that I get the coverage that I need, but I have to wait 30 days. So we need to change up this paradigm so that we can allow the agent to get closer to straight through processing. So carriers that do straight through processing, FYI, typically aren't very profitable. But if we can get these data integrations to happen properly, then we can get the data in, we can get the pre-fill that the agent wants, and we can make all of this happen. We can do it in real time and help the agent be competitive. Because the truth is the insurances of the world just really aren't that great. I priced insurance and it was 50% more than my agent quoted me for, for auto insurance. And we're seeing that really? over and over again. The direct to market life insurance, 40 to, 40 to 50% higher than if you go through an agent. Um, what's behind that? I, I, and I'm contrasting that with 
like, uh, you know, sort of the obvious and your description of the direct channel is that um, it's, uh, it's designed for efficiency. It is designed for efficiency, but it is not designed for profit, unfortunately. So we see this with lemonade. We see this especially with root. Yeah, root is burning right. through money in Ohio, and it is it's they are not improving. So they're they're getting the direct to market. They can create a create a great customer experience, but they are not making a profit. So therein lies the agent's ability to compete. If we can just bring down the 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 time of quality of service, those so those QoS levels, if we can bring that down to a reasonable level, like a day or two, three days maybe, depending on the quote, maybe commercial insurance is five days. If we can improve the speed to market, the time that it takes for the agent to do this work, we can compete effectively with the direct writers on a level that they can't get to because they just they don't make the profit that a traditional carrier makes. Mm-hmm. This uh, this conversation this is an old conversation in the industry, isn't it? I mean, hasn't <laughs> this conversation about standards uh, uh, been bouncing around for a long, long time? It absolutely has. The standard for download uh, that is technically not public or not a standard anymore is probably forty years old at this point. Oh goodness! Yeah. Okay. It's really old. It doesn't meet today's needs. It doesn't do IoT. It's not meant for data warehousing. Uh, so if I wanted, if I'm a third party, and or let's say I'm an agency management system, and I want to pull my book of business and run this cool new AI machine learning tool that you know somebody recommended, and do some cool graphs on how I'm selling and what is my most profitable lines of business, and 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 how what that looks like, and how do mm -hmm. I get that data out of the carrier? How do I import it? How do I, yeah, so standard is becoming really important in, in the industry as far as how does that data move? And the reality is that, you know, that older um, data method, it just, there, there's no way for it to accommodate the things that we want to do today. We want to graph, I, so, we want to look at things in real time, uh, we want to, mm -hmm analyze things in new ways. We want to import it into Salesforce to do, to help us do selling. We can't do it. Got it. Okay. So, um, so it's an old, it's an old conversation. What, what's wrong with, um, the current, um, system of, of data standards? What needs to be fixed? Well, the, the, the first thing is the, the industry is using, uh, models that are not public so what we're seeing that that's a huge problem because when we look at insure techs in the industry these guys a lot of them are you know 22 25 years old they are not using industry data models they're building their own they're looking at it going i have to join a dinosaur organization to get access to something <laughs> yeah okay model, right right it doesn't, it uh -huh. doesn't, it, it, I can't import it into my cool modeling tool on Amazon. I can't create a serverless database in the cloud with it. I, it, it, it's not suitable for the things that insure techs want to do when they're building out. So these insure techs are building their own data models. So every time an insure tech, you know, goes to a carrier, it's a one-off, uh, integration. Um, we're just seeing that 
these models are not effective. Uh, the old one, the, what they're yeah, they don't okay. describe. If we want to do comp comparative quoting, if we want to do midterm endorsements, if we want to describe new uh, types of business, um, it, they're just not effective. They can get you the basics: effective date, expiration date, coverage amount, coverage name, and and that is their strong point. Mm -hmm. Go beyond that, and we're done. Okay, so uh, uh, and so I'm seeing that this is uh, this is a conversation that I'll have I've had with you um, that the issue of standards is not just something that's conceptually interesting to an agent. There's some uh, practicality. There's some value. Uh, I mean, data. There's real day-to-day -day value on this issue. There, there absolutely is. Um, so. Agents are constantly, can I say, griping <laughs> about what they're using. <laughs> well, yeah. um, every agent conference I go to, uh, the vendor's like, this is the latest and greatest. And the agents are like, ugh, oh my gosh. Um, you know, where? why can't I do on my agency management system what I can do on my Apple Watch? You know, the, the last uh -huh. experience yeah. that somebody has is the next one that they want to have. Agents want to have that Apple experience. They want to be able to give their customers the Apple experience. And it is uh, really, really frustrating that we can't get there. Standards are the way that we get there. So we get there with plug and play to be able to allow these things to happen more naturally. So behind the scenes, what happens is, you have data in one system, you have data in another system. Somebody has to physically sit down and write a programmatic mapping. And that takes time. And every one of these insure techs, every one of these third parties, every one of these payment vendors that an, that an agent wants to implement takes an integration. Right. It takes time. So if we can have a standard, we can reduce the time, make it easy. The agents can say, I want to try this payment vendor today. I want to try that one tomorrow. They just work. It's none of this waiting. I'll, I'll, I'll the, the vendor says, we will integrate with your payment vendor in three years. <laughs> now, the agent doesn't wait on the vendor. The agent can say, in my management system, I want to point to this payment system. And it already works because they have a standard and the vendor meets the standard. So they just talk. So, uh, it, um, if you're successful, okay, in, in this initiative, it would seem that this would remove a barrier to allow for, it would expedite innovation from the insure tech sector, servicing the independent agency sector. Is that right? It absolutely, it, it is absolutely right. So it means that your agency uh, system vendor, it means that the third parties like mortgage notification companies, payments, et cetera. It could be dashboard companies, uh, third party data in intelligence companies. It means that they have to meet one transformation, data transformation, and then they can integrate with all of these different things. So imagine a carrier who said, the, the agent says, I want this data pre-fill. And the agent, the, the carrier has 10 data pre-fill companies to go by. They say, which one uh -huh. should we use? How, how should we do this? 
And so they pick one. What if, what if the agent could say, I want to choose this one and it just works. It just, they just say, they just point it to that vendor and it works. So it becomes this issue of how many that, that you do. I had a, a vendor actually explain it to me. They said that they have about 30 to 40 insurtechs come to them every month. They're an agency system. And they look at them and okay. they go, oh. really, really? They, they have 30 or 40 like new insurtechs <laughs> knocking every on month. their door every month. Wow. Every month. <laughs> okay. So yeah, right. Who, 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 whoever said this was a boring industry? I, I just don't get that at all. All right. So, and, and, so they have a, they have a panel within the company that meets yeah. once a month. They review the submission. Uh -huh. They choose 10 that are interesting. And then they look uh -huh. at those further and they have another meeting. They look at them further in depth. Does it meet financial? Does it meet agent needs? Is there something interesting about this that is for the agents? And then what it really boils down to is they look at what it takes to do the data integration with the insure tech and they pick like two or three to take yeah. the POC concept, right? And they, they expose resources mm -hmm. to the insure tech and say, this is how you integrate with us. This is our API. This is the data mapping that you have to do. So it's not a standard. It's a, it's a, it's the vendor model, but it's not a standard right. industry. So that's important because, you know, that means that the agent, instead of having access to 20, 30, or 40 insure techs, they just have access to maybe one because Got out it. of the two or three, maybe right. one yeah. feeds in the POC, right? The proof of concept. Got it. So, and uh -huh. every one of those 30 uh -huh. or 40 insure techs go to another agency system and say, I want to integrate with you. And they have the conversation over again. And guess what? It's a different data model that they have to map to. It's not a standard. So for the insure techs, Mapping to a carrier or a, uh, a system vendor is a one-off every single time. So if they want to integrate with 10 carriers, that's 10 different integrations. If a right. agency system vendor wants to integrate with 10 insure techs, that is 10 different integrations. If we have a standard, it's only one. Got it. All right. So, well, so um, that's kind of that's a segue to another question I've got about uh, about data. There's, you know, perhaps without naming names, there are uh, you know one or two initiatives in the industry. Um, I, I think that perhaps express uh, their, their demonstrations of some some frustration with the model that you're describing with the management systems and 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 uh, so there's some effort to build. Um, I can't even call them an agency management system, but, uh, you know, to really to sort of build a, call it what we will, a CRM uh, uh, on something like a Salesforce platform. Um, and, and, and all the data then really truly belongs and in, in, in is, oh, let's say housed within, you know, agency, I mean, really truly within agency management and ownership. But it would seem that perhaps there, uh, the way you're describing it, potentially there could be uh, problems with integration. What, what's your insight on that, Micah? Yeah. So at this point, they have said that they have done two carrier integrations, which is not that great. Um, the good news is that they say that they are integrating with Salesforce, which is uh, a vendor standard. It is public. You can go there, sign up for a developer account, 
and get access to the data through Salesforce. That is awesome. Right. If you wanted to right. get access directly through the, the the system, though, you know, how do they expose that? How how does that data talk to a, a third party? So if you didn't want to go through Salesforce, if you wanted to export your data, if you wanted to analyze your book, what does that look like to get that? Is there an API? What does the data model look like? If I want to plug in, um, I, right off the top of my head, QuickFusion comes to mind. They they do all kinds of nice graphing and analysis uh, from uh, as a third party for APIs. I, I, I'm thinking like AMS 360. I'm pretty sure they integrate with that one. Um, if you wanted to take that same tool, say, I'm familiar with this tool. I want to try it on this new vendor and see what it looks like. Oh, wait a minute. It's a totally different data standard. Um, they have not, as far as we know, demonstrated that they, they haven't published uh, what their API model looks like. They haven't published what their data model looks like. So we can expect that it is probably a, another one-off integration. So every if you want to integrate a payment vendor and this third-party data reporting and something else, a, a tool for communication to like do nice letters and stuff to agents, or to consumers, you know, every one of those is a one-off integration. So I have, I just have, I have three integrations right there that are all unique. I can't just yeah. point to them, right? That's it's so. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So so the agent really they really need. Yeah. Okay. They need definitely have to balance their considerations there. Um, I know that uh, th there are there are other, other issues you've got your finger on the pulse of. Um, and, uh, one of them, and I think, you know, this is, this is, uh, uh, come into the, um, you know, insurance news landscape recently, ransomware. Yeah. So what's we, going on there? Well, we're seeing a lot of agents that are getting spearfished. We work with um, a security firm and, uh, they get spearfished, they open it up and it ransomwares their lock, their, their desktop. Well, number one, agents need to know that that's a, that could be a data breach. You need to notify your cyber liability immediately. Number two is that as of last week, Treasury has announced that if you make the ransomware payment, that could be a federal felony because you could be paying somebody in a country under what's called OFAC that is not, you're not allowed to do business with. You're not allowed to give money to. You're not allowed to write a policy for and you could, the, the treasury could come down on you pretty hard for making that ransomware payment. So what we think is going to happen at this point is basically for agents, the important thing for agents is that yeah. the liability is going to quit paying ransomware. <laughs> They're not going to pay it anymore. If you get it, you lose it. So that's going to be a change, that, a significant change to how agents do business. It's very important you do your backups that you can restore backups, that you have data standards become important. So how do you, how quick can you get this back? Uh, who you're working with? If data standard could help you say with security, you know, how do you integrate with a, how, how does your agency management system integrate with a security vendor? That becomes important as a data. Standard. Okay. So, so, all right. So <laughs> it, it, it sounds like some, um, uh, uh, that our listeners probably, uh, they don't want to wait till the, to the, to the point where they have to choose, well, should I, should I be a felon or, you know, what's the appropriate 
path on this. Uh, so it does sound like um, some uh, some practical advice on prevention and, and a little bit of resource thrown into prevention would be critical here. What should agents do to protect their agency? Well, number one, uh, daily backups and transactional. So, you know, the whole deal with uh, making sure that they have all their day, daily transactions taken care of, stored, making sure that they have a, a good vendor. Uh, what we've seen this week and last week was Microsoft Azure has gone down. And so agents who were using their sign-in or different uh, services there or file storage on there for their agency management systems have not been able to access their files or log into their system. Um, that's been a huge issue. So picking a good, Microsoft is generally very good. So I'll just put that out there, but making sure that you don't have Bubba's yeah, data service right. as your backup and <laughs> making sure that you have, <laughs> making okay. sure that you have secondary internet, we're seeing uh, internet problems. So every agency, if they can afford it, should have secondary internet service. So if their primary is interrupted, they have secondary. Uh. So cloud backup, something uh, some, with a major vendor, uh, you know, have all of these things in place. And then actually at least once a year, have a, a vendor come in and do a restore and make sure that they can, that they can get their data back up. Everything works. Everything's good to go. So when that happens, they shut off the computers, they call their vendor, the vendor walks in, they restore it. They, they, they restore their transactions from that day and they're good to go. They're down for a day at most. What, what kind of vendor, who does that? What, what, category vendor are you talking about? Um, we work with a vendor out of Joplin and they, they do security. So they do backups, they do uh, monitoring for spear phishing. They add software for um, like email. So they, they pre-filter the email so you don't get spear phishing. They also offer dark web services. So they'll, you, so as an agent, what you would do is you give them all your emails in the agency and every month they will let you know, or as soon as it happens, if, if your email as an agent owner or producer becomes available on the dark web with a with a password, they let you know that this has happened. So they're actively uh. monitoring uh, your emails. They, they, you know, they're they're letting you know if you're they're either doing your backup for you, or they're they're telling you if you're doing the backup in a proper way. And they're the ones who will come in and assist you immediately on the spot. You get ransomware, you call them. They're Johnny on the spot. Uh, you know, they work in tandem with your uh, cyber liability insurance. The, these firms are all around, all all around the country, helping uh, businesses. In they're all over. Okay, all over. Okay, so 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 if an agent hasn't done this, it seems like this should be like uh, very very high on their priority list, almost at a matter of urgency, is uh, engaging a data security firm and explore the services they've got. All right. Um, uh, Mike, I, I have one more question for you. I, I saw something. Um, I'm, uh, the, the I don't know if everybody does, but this guy on the customer experience side, kind of uh, I eavesdrop on your Slack channel uh, on the data side. I saw this comment from you. Uh, more and more we see that insurance is based on data. The longer COVID goes on, the clearer this becomes. One of the things standards facilitates are the ability to do plug and play in a new low code and no code uh, platforms. Low code is enabling the use of data with very little programming, such as Salesforce. No code is drag, drop, configure. 
Um, this is the experience that agents, vendors, and customer experience uh, are uh, people are seeking. So uh, talk to us a little bit about this low-code, no-code, plug-and-play, and, and uh, what we need to know about that. Absolutely. So what is coming to the business environment and to consumers as well is low-code or no-code. Low-code, very, very little to do to get it up and running. No-code, basically point it at something and it works. Yep. You, I, I'm, I'm driving my Tesla car down the road and I want to add Spotify. I push a button, it downloads Spotify and presto, I'm listening to Spotify in my Tesla driving down the road. That is a no code experience, right? Got it. So okay. For agents, you know, we go back to the scenario where the, the insure tech who is a new payment vendor comes to the agency management system and says, I want to integrate with you. Is it great that and then and the agents are all over it. We we've we've got we've got you know 500 agents that want to use you, so we'll implement you and we'll be live in three years. Okay, you're waiting on yeah. the agency management system to do this integration. What it means for an agent to be low code or no code, especially no code or plug and play, is in your agency management system. You say I want to expose my data to this vendor. Here's their ah, web URL. I just okay. type in their web URL. It it asks me for a username and password. I've already signed a contract with them, right? Or maybe I'm doing a test. Uh -huh. And I just point the URL to it. I put in my username. I put in my password. It the data queries it and says, you have, you know, 3,500 policies that are available to do payment on. Great. And so the agent, the next time the agent comes in and says, oh, I would like to make a payment. And so they, they go into, yeah. the, they log into the payment company. Mm -hmm. They say, I want to make a payment. It says, who do you want to make it on? They want to make it on uh, Mary Smith. It, the, the payment vendor queries the agency management system, says, yep, here's Mary Smith. Here's the bill that's in your system for them. Pay it. And the agent did not wait on the vendor three years to implement that. The agent. Right on. Okay, so th this is like this. Uh, this sounds like, um, oh, let's say you download a new app and and it says Google needs uh, permission, right? Right. So there, there's no coding being done. I'm just pointing and clicking, and boom, now it's integrated. Right. So I, I want to try this. So so, thing so uh huh. And I point and click. Got it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So okay. standards are facilitate standard new, new standards will facilitate that. Absolutely. So think about if your agency management system was like the Google or yeah. Apple App Store, and you just right. go in there and say, "I yeah. want to try this vendor." Download, log in, presto, it works. So standards allow that communication to happen in the background. Everybody knows what a person is. Everybody knows what a business is. Everybody knows what a vehicle or a home or uh, a coverage. They speak the same language. It just happens in the background. And so you can get an app store experience for an agent. They get an app store experience in their agency management system. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Well, uh, so so this does go back to the question I asked earlier. It would seem that when we crack the code on standards that does, that will unleash innovation in our industry and make it make it much quicker uh and and much well just faster and easier to test 
time to market. Uh, it lowers significantly lowers the cost. It means that more uh, startups can bring more innovation to market to agents to insurers to carriers. It means that carriers can do more proof of concepts faster. So they're not focused on technically how do I do it. They're focused on does it make business sense. So it changes the conversation from what is it going to cost us to do the POC to what is the value it provides. Got it. All right. So, <laughs> um, well, Mike, I've got one last question for you. I, uh, by the way, th I, I, I now feel like I got a master class on standards in the industry. Uh, and certainly I, I know things that I, uh, perhaps I didn't know 45 minutes ago. So, um, if uh, so, if you had an opportunity to speak, which you do, get on my soapbox and 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 say something uh, to the agent community, what is it that is important to you that you want to share with them, or you want to encourage them to do? I would like them to encourage them to be vocal with their vendors uh, about using standards, uh, about the plug and play experience that they want to get give them a way to describe it. They want an Apple experience. They want to be able to give their customers an Apple experience. They want to be able to give that app store experience to the people in the agency. They want to be able to lower the time, the, 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 the QoS service levels that carriers do. Standards will enable that to happen. I think for a long time, agents have heard, oh, we're going to do this, it's going to happen. We're at a point now where things are happening very, very fast. And a standard could revolutionize actually the industry and change. And we've never had an app store experience for an agency management system, but that is the goal right. where uh -huh. agents want to go. And I think when we get there, it's going to enable agents to sell and in a way that they've never sold before. It's going to allow them to service customers in a way that they've never been able to serve them before. I think customers are going to be much happier with going to an agent. I think carriers are going to be happier with the agents. Uh, it just, it, it changes the whole conversation in the insurance industry. Got it. Okay. Micah, uh, very important. I really appreciate you sharing some time with us. Um, if uh, a listener wants to uh, reach out to you, um, maybe they want to participate in uh, PIA, PIA's, um, you know, the InsureTech Leadership Advisory Board and focus on standards or what have you. Uh, how can they make contact with you? How can they find out more? We don't have emails yet. We don't have a website yet. Um, I uh, would imagine that they can go to PIA. I, I, you're, you're the other chair on the okay. other side. <laughs> Fair enough. Up yet. And they can email me directly at my Gmail. It's mica.cooper yeah. at gmail.com. I'd like to separate that effort from my company. So I'll give them my Gmail, mica.cooper at gmail.com. Yeah. Okay. And for the present time, that is all that we have. Uh, we do have a Slack set up where we communicate. Uh, that is for the core group and moving this forward. Uh, and hopefully soon we'll have someplace where people can go and and initiate interest and, and start that discussion at, yeah. as an industry. Right now it is a core group of people, but we would love to hear from people that are interested and, and want to participate. So contact me by email. Out okay. Outstanding. Micah.cooper at gmail.com. Micah, thanks so much. I really enjoyed spending time with you today. 
Thank you. I enjoyed it too. Thank you, Michael. Thank you for listening to the Connected Insurance Podcast. If you found this episode informative, please share it with your peers and colleagues. Explore the Connected Insurance family of resources for insurance agents and brokers by visiting agencyrevolution.com and clicking media. Subscribe and get updates delivered right to your inbox. New episodes every Wednesday.